Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 14th, Bastille Day, everybody. Uh, I'm Broadway Radio Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, it's been a while for us. You've had a very busy week as more Broadway shows are getting ready to either open or begin performances. We're going to get into some of the stuff that you have been doing all week. But on yesterday's show, Ashley shared the news that she would be stepping away from Today on Broadway at the end of the month. That means whether people like it or not, you and I are going to be doing more shows together, which I know I'm excited about. I'm not sure if you are, but you're going to be picking up a few more shows. I'm going to be picking up a few more shows. James will be stepping in from time to time as well. And actually, our dear friend Robbie Rozelle has actually volunteered himself to be a uh, pinch hit co-host as well. So the plan is for you and I to do a few more. Maybe I'll do a couple solos, but it seems whether people are into this or not, that it's going to be more Matt and Grace show coming up starting in August. How do you feel about that? Oh gosh, this has brought me so much torment. Um, I am so happy <laughs> to, to be on more shows. And again, like if if I unfortunately, if we all unfortunately have to be without Ashley Steves a little bit more, at least, you know, we're getting to have the team back, you know, in another way of, of you and me and, and everybody else that's on board. So um, we're very, very sad. And of course, like we'll continue to give you all Ashley Steves updates. And um, I, I love, I really do love our dear Ashley. Um, but I am excited about our, our new uh, schedule. So going to be bringing you all even more news and even more insights. And um, yeah, just just thrilled to to be starting starting this uh, journey. Yeah, Ashley is still going to be around. She will still jump in when we need some extra help. She'll be doing some interviews. In fact, she's got uh, another one that we just set up this week that she's going to be doing an interview for for a show playing at Lincoln Center. So we will bring you more about that in the coming weeks. I don't think she's seeing the show until the end of the month, so it'll be a few weeks on that. But she'll still be around, just not on today on Broadway. But if you want to hear everything that Ashley does, that Grace does, that I do, that everybody else in the Broadway Radio family does, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. And again, in the show notes for Monday's episode, we will have a little bit of a survey that we will send out about some things that will be coming up. So check that out and let us know what you are thinking and what you would like to hear more of. All right, Grace, this is not necessarily theater specific, but I did want to lead with this because on Thursday afternoon, SAG-AFTRA, which is the union that represents primarily screen actors, that's what the SA stands for, Screen Actors Guild, um, and I used to know what AFTRA start, stand, stood for. Do you know what AFTRA stands for, Grace? Sure don't. It is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So there you go. Um, either way, they have joined the Writers Guild of America in striking against the AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents all of the studios from Warner Brothers to Paramount to Disney uh, and Netflix and everybody in between. This comes on the heels of on Thursday morning, the newly extended CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, essentially laid the blame for all of the strikes at the feet of both the writers and the actors saying that what they were asking for was unrealistic. And that coincided literally was like 12 hours after the fact that he got a new contract that could potentially, you know, depending on bonuses, raise his annual salary to over $32 million per year. Of course, what the actors and writers are asking for is a tuppence uh, to many of these companies, but they have gone on strike. Uh, the contract had originally ended uh, on June 30th. They had agreed to an extension to continue more negotiations, but that extension went through the end of Wednesday night and no deal had been reached. What this means is that productions that had been ongoing from completed scripts, so they the writing had been done so they could be filming, those will shut down. And perhaps what you will notice more 
intently is the fact that members of, of the Screen Actors Guild will no longer promote upcoming projects, whether that is TV or film. Uh, I'm sure that there are carve outs in some of these things, but for the most part, they won't be promoting things. Uh, I know the uh, Emily Blunt said that the cast of Oppenheimer will walk away from opening night in London. They will not participate in those things. So, Grace, we often talk about union and collective bargaining agreement things here when it comes to theater. This is not theater, but a lot of you know theater artists also work in TV and film, whether that is as writers or actors, and this will impact a lot of them as well. It's a mess. I don't know how long this is going to last. There were recent reports that some unnamed studio members, AMPTP members, had said that their goal is to basically wait out the writers until they can't afford their apartments anymore and have to come back to work, which was reprehensible and horrible. So will this be done in a month? Probably not. Will this be done in three months? Eh, That is not super likely either, but uh, you hate to see this, but uh, obviously we, I think I speak for both of us in saying that we are pulling for the writers and the actors to get everything that they deserve and everything that the studios have been preventing them from getting in recent years. Well, one thing I know about actors is that they love being out of work. So um, (laughs) this is obviously going to be really challenging. Uh, But again, you know, most more cases than not, um, when people are having to go through this and um, it's it's no light decision, right? There obviously were many, many things that that led up to this. And um, yeah, we're we're happy to continue to to support everyone for their um, equity. And um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. But I'm I'm curious what this could mean for theater. Obviously, like the repercussions of you know who uh, you know you've seen lots of shows get to have these actors that normally do a lot of TV and film primarily um, on their Broadway stages. So I'm wondering if this could be unfortunately beneficial in some capacity, but at the same time, like it's never a beneficial time if they're, if actors are having to strike. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating though. Yeah. Could this mean that people who are normally booked in blessed on TV and film projects might have the opportunity to come and do a theater thing that they've wanted to do for a long time could or be of course producers that have been on hold for projects that oh sure. this person has to have a filming schedule but will be on the books and now the theater opens up all of a sudden they might be able to do that six month um so it just depends i think it, it could mean a lot of things for us who knows but there's a lot of things that we will have to wait and see over the coming weeks and months of the strike now, let's talk about some actual good collective bargaining news, because yesterday, IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, did vote to ratify a new touring agreement. This is the bus and truck touring agreement. 86% of those votes uh, were in favor of this. So this was a new agreement that includes improvements such as like single occupancy housing, a critical change that was really important after COVID to make sure that everybody was able to do uh, you know, to be healthy when they were uh, were on the road. The agreement also includes additional compensation for moving shows between cities more than twice per week and load-ins on the same day as matinee performances on these bus and truck tours where they are really often there for just one day at a time. That's a lot of work, uh, both physically and, you know, um, you know, how tired you can get. So being able to compensate crew members to do extra work than they would normally do on a on a longer stay uh, was obviously very important. So we are are happy about that. 
Let's keep talking a little bit about some touring news because we did get some fairly big news yesterday about some uh, one upcoming tour and one ongoing tour. Yesterday it was announced that Tony nominee Rob McClure will be returning to his Tony nominated role in Mrs. Doubtfire when the show heads out on the road this fall. And he will be joined by his real life wife, Maggie Lakis, as Miranda Hillard. I have interviewed both of them here on Broadway Radio together and Rob separately as well. Um, They had previously been on the road in the Something Rotten tour. This show is set to go out this fall, starting in Buffalo, New York uh, in September. It will actually be here in Orlando, I believe, and after the first of the year at some point. I think maybe in April or something like that. I didn't love this show, but... You know, happy for Rob and Maggie to get to work together and they have a child. So maybe the, the kid will come on the road, much like uh, Sebastian and Stephanie did with Into the Woods. Oh, look at that transition, because we're going to talk about Into the Woods now as well. For the final couple of weeks of the show's run in L.A. before the tour shuts down, Krista Rodriguez will be rejoining the production after playing Cinderella on Broadway. The current uh, Cinderella and someone who I interviewed here on Broadway Radio a couple of weeks ago, Diane Phelan, has stepped away to deal with some personal things. And Krista, who just finished a run at Barrington Stages Cabaret, will be stepping back into the role through the end of the month. July 30th is when the the, the tour wraps up. Uh, and some other news, uh, Grace, you and I, we have often talked about our love for City Center and Encores and all of those things. This is not technically an Encores production, but City Center did announce some additional casting for the upcoming production of Pal Joey. They, the main thing that we want to talk about is that there's been a bit of a casting change. This has to do with the previously announced Jennifer Holiday, who, who, who had been slated to play the nightclub owner Lucille Wallace. She is being replaced by her former Broadway Dreamgirls co-star Loretta Devine, who I absolutely love. She is great in everything that she does, and I'm very excited for her to have this opportunity to do this show. It is currently slated to run from November 1st through the 5th at City Center. It is being co-directed and choreographed by Savion Glover. Tony Goldwyn is the co-director here. What are your thoughts on on Pound Joey? Do you have any feelings for this show? Like This is in the slot where Parade was last year, and they've long been talking about bringing this show and this production specifically to Broadway. So I'm assuming that's the goal, but I don't really, other than like knowing a couple of the songs, like I don't know much about pal Joey Grace. Well, lucky for me, I just got to sit in on rehearsal last week and it was phenomenal. Um, I I hate to brag, but I will to say that there is nothing in this life that can prepare you to see Savion Glover tap dance in front of you. I never thought in my life that I would get to see that in person. Um, I was quite fortunate to be able to sit in the back of the room for a small presentation. And of course, like, you know, we're, I'm, I'm able to talk to some extent of just like how beautiful of a performance just in that one little rehearsal space Ephraim Sykes was able to present. If, if that's what he does in a rehearsal room, I can't imagine with the stage lights. Um, it's just, it's really, it's really magical. And you would all, you, I think we would all be really surprised at how many Pal Joey songs we actually know. Sure. There's so much to be said for the fact that like, you know, I could write a book. There's so many like, you know, Frank Sinatra and all these people have covered these incredible Cole Porter songs, but we haven't heard them back in where, where it all kind of began. And uh, I think that everybody's really in for a treat. I got to see Rima Webb in that role, who was phenomenal mm. um, in the role that you're talking about that Loretta is going to be playing. But uh, I know that she's booked and blessed um, on another project. So um, it's no surprise to me that they're unable to work with her for this. But I know that she's going to be a phenomenal um, asset to the show coming in for Miss um, Jennifer Holiday. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see this again. I, I think that there's just something about 
taking a show like this with Tony Goldwyn and uh, Savion's like steering of this ship, it it just felt in that one little space again. It's not the full production, so I can't really say like this is this, you know. <laughs> but it just felt really well taken care of. It felt hmm. like the people that are on board really love it, and that doesn't come all the time. And I was it just if that was just my little nugget to put out there. I'm hoping that 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 magic is staying throughout. I think that Encores is in for a real treat. Very excited to hear all of that. All right. In some other very short form casting concert news, we got a couple more principals that will be joining the world premiere symphonic concert adaptation of Rent at the Kennedy Center here in just a few weeks, July 26th through the 28th. We've previously talked about all of the other really great people that are going to be a part of it. Lorna Courtney, Andrew Barth Feldman, Alex Boniello, Ali Stoker, Miles Frost, and others. Joining them will be Jordan Donica playing Collins and Awasau Sika as Joanne. This is being directed by Sammy Canold. It has a new orchestration that takes really the five-person band that we all know and love from the original Rent, and it is expanded to a huge, normal orchestral sound. So I'm excited to see what this sounds like in a way that we've never heard it before, Grace. All right, we've got some recommendations here, and I'm going to clear the, the the ground for you, Grace, but I want to talk about a couple things real quick. First, I've got a video from the Ogonquit Playhouse's production of Singing in the Rain, in which Max Clayton and Christian Propes do the tap dancing from the, the song Moses Supposes, which is always one of my favorite songs uh, in the film. So I've got that. And then we've got your friend, Mason Alexander Park, performing I Don't Care Much that was filmed earlier this week as part of the uh, West End production of Cabaret. Obviously, this we know this is coming to Broadway. We believe that it's going to be Eddie Redmayne. Would not hate it if Mason was a part of that in some form or another. Uh, but check those out. And then I've also got all of the video and the interviews that were shot uh, on Thursday in preparation for the Broadway premiere of The Shark is Broken, Grace, I know you were a part of that all day. So uh, I've got the footage in here and all the interviews, but let us tell us, give us the insight about all of that excitement that's been happening, not only today, but also with the the box office event that you had earlier this week. Yeah, just like full disclosure as well. Like, I'm very fortunate to get to work on this um, project. It is so cool to see a group of people absolutely giddy, like they are on a film set of a, of a Hollywood blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like it's, we, there, there's a comparison post that we did on the Instagram of you, if you saw that, of the line around the block from the original 1975 release date of Jaws oh, cool. for the summer blockbuster and the way that the Golden Theater looked um, on Tuesday for our big box office event. There were people with shark, uh, there were, there, there was a man with a Jaws tattoo on his calf. There were people that had been there since 6 a.m. There were people that already had tickets to the show, but wanted to do the 1975 deal because they love Jaws so much that they've been following it since Edinburgh. The fan base is just so monumental, and I don't think anyone was quite prepared for the fan base that has existed for 48 years. I'm thrilled that those people might be at their first Broadway show with The Shark is Broken. Yeah. Um, knowing that Ian, and I know I'm going to exhaust everyone with how much I know <laughs> about this show, but just to like throw out there that, you know, the the feeling at the press day, the feeling we got to do a shoot today that I can't wait for everyone to see. It's just really lovely in the room. Colin and Alex, Colin Donnell and Alex Brightman have been friends for years. This is the first time they've worked together. Ian Shaw, whose father, Robert Shaw, was in the original Jaws film. He plays his dad. He co-wrote the play 
So the room is just filled with like warmth, family, friends, like love. It, it's just, it's very cool. And the fact that the whole show is about three actors who were kind of at each other's throats yeah. is kind of <laughs> remarkable. So um, yeah, I think that everything that uh, Matt is linking to here, take a look. Um, it's It's really fantastic. Yeah, very much excited about that. I am going to be in town here in three-ish weeks. So that is one of the things that I am obviously looking forward to, not only just because of like what a great piece to look at a seminal moment in culture, but also because Alex and Colin are tremendous. So I'm excited to see them and then to learn a little bit about Ian as well. All right, but that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads, I guess, at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? Same for me, at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk to you on Monday. Bye.